Hello, this is Mike Levin coming at you from Silicon Valley. I'm in the car here with Scoble and we're driving down Manzanita Way. Manzanita Way and we're driving by uh, John Doerr's house and Dave Weiner's old house. <laughs> Dave Weiner's old house, oh my gosh. So we're learning about all kinds of stuff. We're kind of fighting the battery clock here. We're, we're down to 4% on my trusty HP ZT1175, but boy oh boy do we have a beautiful day here. It's the day after BloggerCon 3. Yes. And uh, we've had a great time. We just went to Buck's for breakfast. We took a picture of the Channel 9 guy. <laughs> Doing the Bucks. <laughs> Doing the Bucks, yep. And we bought a copy of uh, Guy Kawasaki's new book. Art of the Start. The Art of the Start. And um, Buzz Bruggeman is not far away. So we're cruising down the uh, the byways of uh, uh, famous folks like uh, Larry Ellison. Yeah. And, uh, and hey, you know, all I can say is this is a place to be if you're a geek. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now we're back at Ricky's Hyatt, which is uh, evidently a, a an historic uh, meeting place in Silicon Valley. Uh, it's the day after BloggerCon 3, uh, the third bloggers conference that was uh, staged by Dave Weiner, and uh, lots of uh, celebs were here. Adam Curry was here, Doc Searles was here, Steve Gilmore was here, the list goes on and on and on and you should have been here because it was a lot of fun. Uh, yesterday we had um, several tracks and and basically I'll just I'll just go through a couple of the the, the uh, topics that we talked about. Uh, from 9 to 10:15 we talked about podcasting and that was that was led by none other than Adam Curry from Curry Castle thousands and thousands of miles away he came over here just for us and Jay Rosen led uh, a segment on academia and uh, Rebecca McKinnon talked to, gave a talk for uh, newbies, or at least uh, hosted a session for newbies. Um, then the next uh, group of sessions from 10 to 11.45 uh, featured um, a segment on medicine by Enoch Choi, and I sat in on that for a little while. That was pretty interesting. Uh, Scott Rosenberg headed up something on journalism. And none other than Mr. Scoble, who is in the room here with me, talked Hi. about overload. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's right here, so he'll tell you a little bit about uh, about what went on in overload. We got overloaded. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a big group. Yeah, it was a it was a fun group. We uh, I just walked around and uh, led a discussion. I didn't really try to talk too much. I just wanted to. Um, find out how people are handling, you know, reading hundreds or thousands of feeds along with all their email and um, and all the other stuff they do in their lives. And some people said, hey, I don't read feeds that much because I have a life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sort of insinuating that I don't have one, which is true. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, that's pretty cool. Well, actually, the dynamics of, the, uh, of your session were... Uh, were, were pretty cool because I wound up, um, you know, I mentioned a second ago that I went to uh, also Enoch Choi's um, medicine session, so I kind of time-shared, and I, I came back, if you remember, and I said, wouldn't it be cool if uh, the, the, the internet audience could participate? Yeah. 
and you said they did yeah. because we had IRC chat going on. Yeah, but I I was uh, before my session I was watching the IRC and I, and there were people all over the world listening to the talk thanks to uh, Doug K and IT Conversations. Awesome. Um, and they were chatting with us as we were, you know. So I said, you know, we should make them part of this audience as well and put them up on the screen. And that was sort of fun because at times I turn around and I read what's uh, what the worldwide audience was saying, and that we were able to bring them into the conversation a little bit too. So, and certainly everybody in the audience is watching the IRC live and able to um, respond in live time to the questions, which has made it more interesting. As well. Just amazing stuff. And and we're going to put the um, the recorded audio up on uh, BloggerCon, aren't we, at these sessions? Uh, I believe so, either there or IT Conversation. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not sure which which site, but I'm sure they'll be in both sites. Well, very, very good. Very cool. Okay, so okay, so that's that's the first, uh, I guess, the morning's uh, sessions. Then we broke for lunch. We went out on the, the patio of beautiful Stanford University Law School, uh, which was amazingly catered with uh, the most amazing great sandwiches and Starbucks coffee and uh, all kinds of good stuff. In fact, there was more food th uh, than people could eat thanks to uh, multiple generous donations. Um, so, uh, after lunch, uh, the 1.30 sessions included uh, one on the election 2004 by Ed Cohn, one on Mo Blogging, which is what I choose to refer to it as, by uh, Craig Klein, Mobile Blogging, and uh, Core Values uh, by, by Mary Hodder. And uh, after that, at 3 o'clock, uh, we had the last three sessions, the last set of sessions, um, Julie Long had uh, Emotional Life, Larry Lessig uh, had a session on uh, Law, and then none other than Doc Searles had a session on Making Money. And uh, I have here Buzz Bruggeman, uh, my, uh, my bud from, uh, from Winter Park, Florida, from the swamp, which is where we normally uh, podcast. Um, and I've just got to say a couple things. Buzz is just an amazing friend. Um, Buzz got me into blogging. He came over to my place one day and he said, "Hey, Mike, you gotta you gotta make a, a weblog for me. Let's let's get this up and going." And I said, "What's a weblog?" Had no idea what he was talking about, but we got one up and going, and that was the beginning of it all. And uh, Buzz is an amazing guy. So anyway, Buzz was involved in the making money session, of course, with Doc Searles, and and here's Buzz. Um, the making money session with Doc was pretty interesting because there was an extensive discussion of the fact that there's not a lot of people that are making money with weblogs. Um, few people are using tip jars, few people are trying to figure out a way to sell their content. Hey, some um, of us got jobs at Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but Robert makes a very interesting point, which was the point that was consistently made through the session, which is that the a weblog is really about building the brand of you. It's about exposing individuals, exposing talented individuals to a greater market where they're writing, they're thinking, um, they're linking. Uh, Doc Searles didn't like that I called it a brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Doc doesn't like the idea of branding because he gave us a little historical illusion of branding coming from, uh, you know, branding cattle and uh, ownership. And, you know, I've gone back and forth about the idea of a brand, and, and one of the things, uh, to digress for a minute, that we talked about in the uh, election 204, which uh, Ed also described as election 205 and 206, was was the, the nature of a political brand, the nature of the fact that a candidate is a product 
and people have to be convinced that the product that's being sold is the product that they want to buy. But uh, having said that, um, I thought that the you know the significant takeaway of the making money with weblogs is is the idea that if, for example, uh, our little company Activewords, um, if you can expose your product and your brand to the blogging community, there's a far greater sense of uh, authenticity and trust that comes about from. Uh, from the product, from the, from the brand, because people uh, trust uh, their friends whose blogs they read, and when their friends talk positively about a product, then there's a greater likelihood that people are going to try the product. And I always give a classic example um, where we at Active Woods have worked very hard to get a review by a national newspaper, and the net effect of the national review was that we were given a four-star review and we ended up getting about 32 downloads because of the National Review. And I, I went back and I thought about it, and I think that what's happening is that people um, see a write-up in, in print, and that write-up in print really doesn't resonate. It, they don't take it with them. They don't take it back to their computer, and they don't go look at a product or download a product. So at the end of the day, I'm beginning to believe that traditional media it's really a branding event. It's not a uh, user-friendly event, and traditional media is doing very, very little to respond to the, um, the needs of the people in the blogging community. Um, people who are reading blogs and who are writing blogs and are using aggregated products like that are vectoring away from uh, depending upon traditional media for, 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 for content and for authentic um, value. And I think that's one lesson that uh, the public relations and advertising people are beginning to learn now that uh, they need to get their products, their ideas in front of the, uh, uh, the smart people in the blogging community to get the kind of, um, uh, you know, so their products will resonate with people who they care to reach, you know, people who I call the high-value users. Now, let me see if I got that point right. There was a, a writer with a big publication who had an audience of how many million? 2.3 million readers. And he put something up about active words, and you wound up with a net of how many downloads? 32. Okay, and then a blogger... Right, and then what happened is, I, I, I don't remember if, if it was exactly in the sequence, that I, but I told Robert about that uh, event, and we talked about it back and forth, and he blogged about the very sequencing, how we had sought traditional media review, and he pointed to us, and I think the net was that we ended up with 400 downloads okay. because of Robert's blog, okay. and 32 because of the national newspaper. Okay. And that's not to say that people who are looking to get exposure for their products shouldn't get exposure any way they can, as long as it's positive exposure. Excellent. But the recognition is that how people are uh, reading, thinking, gathering information really relates around to uh, tools that work. And uh, you know, I, I am firmly convinced that, that, that blogging is uh, a tool that works. Another point that Doc made was that there's two ways to you know, really deal with a blog, and one is to write one, but another one is to read it uh, creatively and thoughtfully and to contribute back to the sort of the blog conversation. And uh, I know Robert routinely has told me that people who read his blog about stuff will give him ideas about products and about ideas and about new stuff that's coming out. So what happens then is you have this sort of one-to-many uh, conversation that occurs with uh, somebody writing a blog, uh, exposing an idea, and then almost going back to Dan Gilmore's idea that says, the, my readers are smarter than I am. Yeah. And the readers read about it and say, oh, gee. Uh, if you're interested in uh, podcasting, for example, have you tried this particular piece of software? 
that may have never popped up on your screen, which may result in an even better quality product. Excellent. Um, but at the end of the day, in, in, in my blog, which is BuzzModo, uh, B-U-Z-Z-M-O-D-O, I'm, I'm always struck by the fact that when I'm trying to blog in real time about events like this, it, it's, a, it's a little bit like drinking from a fire hose. It, it's almost a difficult task to describe both the excellence of the, uh, of the conference. Uh, we were talking this morning about Dave Weiner and about how when Dave sets his, his mind and his heart out to accomplish something like this, it, it, it's really exceptional. So for anybody out there listening to this podcast, uh, when you're reading Robert's blog or Dave's blog and you see that there's going to be another event like this, wherever it's going to be, even if it's just going to be a regional blogger con type event, you know, it, it's, worth, it's, it's more than worthwhile going to. There's smart people. Uh, the, the platform of the event is different than typical tech conferences in yeah. that there's a, uh, in that the, the, the participants are the speakers. And the speaker is really just the moderator or the reporter, and that's a that's a very interesting model that really turns the whole technology conference idea on its head and spins it around and makes it uh, it makes it a lot more interesting. Um, you know, in, 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 in the space that it occupies, a conference like BloggerCon really is an exceptional event. And at the same time, it's a non-commercial event. So um, at the at the same time. It's being a non-commercial event, and it's a user event. It's not an event designed for developers, although developers are welcome to come. I'm a developer, uh, but I'm also a user. And I haven't been to too many user events, but I, I really found it very interesting to attend an event yeah. from a user perspective. Yeah. Uh, I think well, that... Well, what, what it made me remember is my uh, early days at Silicon Valley user groups, yeah. and which were user events. There weren't really any vendors, and if they were there, they were there as a user participant. Sure. And that's where Apple Computers was born out, was one of these user groups. In fact, uh, Apple Computers, the Homebrew Computer Society used to meet at Stanford, right? Oh, wow. And I've been in the room where the Homebrew Computer Society used to meet, and uh, that's how this whole industry was born, out of enthusiasts, out of people who were, you know, using these early, you know, uh, Altair and computers in the mid 70s and late 70s. In fact, there's a special exhibit coming up this afternoon that we may go to at a computer yeah. museum. You yeah. mentioned that? The homebrew, or not, not the homebrew, <laughs> the vintage computer uh, uh, show. So there's people from all over the world bringing their old, uh, you know, Jack PDP-8s or whatnot. And that's and at a computer museum? Yeah, my, uh, there's a really neat computer museum here in Silicon Valley, the Computer History Museum. Computer History which Museum. Which is on Shoreline by 101. Okay. And it's, uh, it just opened recently. It, it wasn't here when I used to live here. And it's a yeah, fantastic, fantastic um, museum. I mean, it, they have uh, all sorts of old craze. And oh, cool. I, even earlier stuff, core memory. There. I can remember working for Craze and they reminded me that they are not a chair, so do not sit on the cray even though it looks like a chair. Yeah. Well, after the conference last night, we all broke up and uh, we went to local restaurants. We went to uh, Scott's and we went to California Cafe. We went to Jing Jing and the Fish Market. Yeah. Uh, Scoble, I understand that you had some uh, not notable uh, guests at we your table. We had pretty much everybody in the aggregator space there. I mean, I there were probably a couple missing, but there was Nick Bradbury of Team Demon, and there was, uh, oh God, um, Greg Reinecker of Newsgator, and there, 
the uh, Mark Fletcher blog lines. Um, Bob Weinman uh, from PubSub was at one end of the table. Dave Sipri from Technorati was there. Uh, and there were a couple others that I'm forgetting. I'm sorry. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It was a fantastic uh, little dinner, and you know, it's interesting to see an entire industry. Pretty much. I mean, I, there, I get Brett Simmons from uh, Net Newswire wasn't there, but pretty much, and, and Dare wasn't there from uh, RSS Gamut. But I mean. I, 80, having 80% of an industry at one table you know, very was cool. very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. I also, I, I invited a guest, uh, a friend from my past, Mike Hauser, and uh, his significant other, Anna, and uh, a, a friend of theirs named George Coates, uh, whom some of you will, will recognize. I'm just dying. I am bursting at the seams to talk about uh, this, uh, this new launch that they uh, are planning, but I can't tell you. Yeah. So... But I'll tell you what, stay tuned to the podcast from the Swamp, which is uh, uh, coming at you from Silicon Valley, but stay tuned and you'll be in for a surprise. I think that you're going to like what Mike Hauser and George Coates have to, uh, to announce uh, once they decide to make the formal announcement about a new uh, item on the web, um, and that's all I'll say about it. So in the meantime, uh, you know, I was reminded that we should keep the bandwidth low here, keep the file size small. I didn't break this up into multiple parts, so I'm going to do my best to compress this podcast, and uh, hey, you guys, have fun downloading it. You know, we had fun making it, um, and now we're off to the museum, right? Yeah, let's go. Okay. All right, guys. Adios.